Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, guys? This is Kalo from the Get Comfy Podcast. And before we get into the next episode, I want to talk about the sponsor of the Get Comfy Podcast, and that's Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. If you don't believe me, let me explain. First of all, it's free. Second of all, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also do the hard work for you and distribute your podcast to platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's pretty much everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And now, let's get into this episode. Three, two, one. You know what I feel like doing? I feel like kicking back, relaxing, getting comfy, and laying the smack down on people. Welcome to the Get Comfy Podcast. I'm your host, Kalo, as always, here to give you the lowdown, and I'm joined by my co-host. I can't even say my name right now because that segue just smacked so hard. We layeth the smack down on But it's the number one daughter of Get Comfy. It's Amanda. How y'all doing? The first daughter of Get Comfy. That's that's your official title. The, the first, first daughter. daughter. The first daughter. But, you know, we are both fans of professional wrestling, I would say. <laughs> My mind is still blown from that segue. I mean, it, you know, I try sometimes. A little bit. The but, you baby know, Yoda is shooketh. He's so shook, he's not even blinking. We had a staring contest earlier. And he didn't even blank. He cheated. He's, he's technically. a champ. He's a champ. Yeah, he cheated, though. You cheat to win. He is but... the SmackDown champion. The SmackDown champion. Speaking of SmackDown, you know, we're here today to talk about the WWE and how lately things haven't been the same for them. I mean, there has been the coronavirus pandemic. And as we see how it affected the world at large, how it affected sports, it finally got its hands on professional wrestling and it, ha- it really altered the whole way they do business because Big now way. they're, yeah, business. They're holding shows in the WWE Performance Center every single week. That includes Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. And, you know, there's no fans in attendance. There are only the people who train with NXT allowed to be in the building at that time in the crowd. There are also barriers set up, plexiglass, so they can't really, like, you know, reach out. Social distancing is still in effect, even though performers are still wrestling, you know. Yeah. But um, I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on this whole time to be alive and be a wrestling fan during this pandemic, because I can go on a tangent about this. But before I do, I want to get your thoughts on this. Well, here's the thing. I went to one of the house shows at the county center. Shout out. I haven't really watched them on TV, but I have to say going in person and watching the house show was probably the best thing ever. It hits completely different. You feel the real energy. Like you feel it between everyone. It was great. Besides when Mandy Rose dropped, was it Asuka? Yeah, there was that time. And I... I was like, oh, no, because I was in the front watching it, and I was like... I was tweeting at the time, and then I missed I heard everyone go, oh, and I texted you. I was like, what happened? <laughs> that was funny, because, like, you're up you're up watching the show, and I'm up in front watching it. I, I can't and, relate with that um, them seats, man. I mean, you know, shout out to uh, my boy. We're, we're, we're the backstage crew. We're out here. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know... 
as you said, and I'm glad you brought up the fact that seeing it live in person is different. And, you know, as someone who who goes to these shows, who works or I've had interactions with the performers, they enjoy those shows so much differently than tape shows like the live Raw and SmackDown because they can have fun with it. They and can. Think- they can, like, curse. They could be funny. They could joke. When you're on TV being recorded, you're stuck to sticking how the brand is represented. Mm-hmm. Like, The Miz, he couldn't be funny. And he was, like, he had to be very professional. But The Miz was being, like, who Miz wants to be, like a kid. Yeah. And it's glory. fun. And it's just fun because there's no cameras, there's no pressure. But I think, and even The Miz, I think he did an interview on this. It's not the same. Because you get your energy and your, like, performance ability from the crowd's reaction and the screaming and the booing of the crowd. Because that's who you're there for, is the fans. It's not going to be the same performing without your audience. And, you know, that's where it kind of gets weird for me because the first few times that they decided to do the shows in the performance center without a crowd, it was weird for people to come out to no reaction. And you can tell it was really different. Like, they're talking. You cut a promo. That's what they call it. And normally you address the crowd. You build off their reaction. And whenever a bad guy or a heel, as they say, says a bad, says like a bad phrase or is talking down on the champion or whoever's the good guy, you don't get a reaction. And it's a little weird. It's like me talking to myself on a podcast for an hour, holding a conversation with myself. You may as well just do that in the mirror and just hit record. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, they always say that the business is built off of audience reactions. And it is. You just, you don't feel the same. That's like if you were to go to a concert and you're singing to yourself for two hours. Yeah, it's like I might as well go in the shower and sing myself, you know, a nice little concert. The acoustics in there are they on slap point. better. They slap. You know, I might as well be in the booth in there, get my microphone in there. But, you know, you see these people perform live and it's different because like you said they get to have fun i remember there was a show where roman reigns was fighting kevin owens and kevin owens had roman reigns in a chokehold like he was on the mat and he was having a full conversation with the two roman reigns fans sitting in the front row talking down at roman reigns like he was saying like this is your man like he's in a choke like i have him right where i want him blah 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 mm-hmm. and on t- you can't do that like you have a character to uphold you gotta i mean even though being a bad guy at the time was in the vein of kevin owens but right but i just feel like those house shows they can interact with the fans more there was a little kid sitting right next to me like couldn't have been more than three years old and he was he was shouting at uh i think at the time it was baron corbin yeah, he was saying, like, oh, Baron Corbin, you suck. And Baron Corbin leans over the ropes and goes, no, you suck. And that part of the reaction was used in the match to distract uh, Baron Corbin so the good guy can get the pin. So it's fun to see that them build off of an audience reaction. And we've seen them try to facilitate that by adding in performance center trainees sitting around the ring. People have criticized them saying that they can manufacture their own reaction. Like, oh, this is the good guy. Cheer for him. Boo for the bad guy. But it's just, it makes it kind of seem normal. And that's like the weird thing to say. Like, what is the normal now? 
like no one really knows you go to the grocery store and have to wear three masks because everyone will get paranoid if you breathe wrong i carry the purell i keep that thing on me also too before before i like go off more on it during the, you know, there's the purell gotta keep it loaded right by the bed keep it loaded shout out to post alone there there's a lyric for you um during this time of there's some albums for you oh look at that perfect setup the perfect setup but during this time of the pandemic we got the return of edge who has been out on injury for nine years of his life said he would never wrestle again and he came back at the that's, royal that, that's a long that's a heavy injury nine years i think it was a neck injury they said that if he would take a bump again he would become paralyzed Oof, same that, situation that, that. same as nikki same as nikki same as daniel bryan but they came back and edge has kind of been that guy not to say that there there has definitely been injuries before stone cold steve austin just to name a few stone cold. yeah shout out give me a beer but um he edge being he had to retire as the world heavyweight champion had to give up the title it was very sad because he was in the prime of his career and to get that taken away from you and this was right after wrestlemania i remember their speech he gave retiring it was tough because he was so well liked and he was just a great character to have on screen and the minute he came back at the royal rumble you hear his theme song you know you think you know me that music hit everyone lost their mind because this is when you were able to have crowds. Mm -hmm. But that was a Royal Rumble return. His official return to wrestling, like one-on-one -on -one with Randy Orton, he had, like, I think it was two pay-per-views ago. That moment could have been different because of the audience reaction. I mean, that moment lose their mind. special. It was like when Daniel Bryan came back. Everybody and their mother was going crazy because, one, it's a great story to see someone who loves wrestling so much come back it's also daniel bryan yeah daniel bryan's just over with everybody we love daniel bryan he's a great person met him a Best few times dad. yeah oh yeah i mean come on you can't you can't argue with that but um yeah like edge coming back to no crowd the moment that everybody wanted to see and he comes back during this time like out of all times too like he could have came back at any point or not re really but like saying that the one time he's able to come back is during a pandemic with no one able yeah. to be in the crowd. It sucks. So the way that WWE is handling it is you're really at a loss because you can't have fans. You got to social distance, but you also got to somehow keep the show going. The show must be right now while we're recording this show because you're on FaceTime. Yeah. And we are, we have been apart ever since this whole thing started. And I can say that, I really haven't met any of you guys in a long time. I forgot what human interaction is like. I'm in a... You I'm have in dog interaction? Place. Yeah, but he's he's being a little, little rowdy. Should... He's being a little rowdy. A little rowdy boy. Shout because out to my if, dog. If you think about it, too, I think I saw a meme on Instagram or Facebook. Um, I think The Undertaker officially retired. Yes, he did. Shout out to The Undertaker. And... He officially retired. Like, he retired, but came back. Yeah. But he's, like, officially done out of WWE career over, enjoyed it, and now is going to live out the rest of his life. I don't even think he had the crowd to do that in front of. No. So, 
apparently they've had this series called The Last Ride. It's kind of like The Last Dance with Michael Jordan. Um, and I guess on the last episode, I haven't even seen the series. I got to watch it. And apparently on the last episode, he kind of said, like, I'm done. Like, the, I'm, it's over. I'm retiring, like, officially retiring. Mm-hmm. A few years ago, he had a match with Roman Reigns. Apparently that was his retirement. He laid the hat and his gloves and his coat in the middle of the ring. All I saw was so many kids, especially the adults that grew up watching him when he started. I think, what, he started in the 90s? Way back. I mean, he's been here for Like, I think so I saw it was, like, 1990 and then 2020. I could be wrong. But um no like the think of the that gener those kids in the nineties that grew up watching The Undertaker like all I saw was tears tears yeah. throughout the whole audience. So The Undertaker, wow, good job. The Undertaker debuted November twenty second, nineteen ninety. This was that Survivor Series, so there was that bit of information. But a guy for, to be there from nineteen ninety to twenty twenty. Have an undefeated streak at WrestleMania. He has been there every single time for the company. He did three decades. And it's a lot on his body. Three decades. Isn't he almost in his 60s? He's pretty much there. And it shows because after every match, it almost seems like his body's giving out on him. And, you know, being a guy who's so dedicated to wrestling, being a guy who loves the business, who devoted his life to hold this character of the undertaker no one knows mark calloway i mean like no one knows the human side to him and he even said it himself like if he gave up being the undertaker during his career the magic of that would be lost you hear the gong you think of the undertaker you think of the black trench coat the hat Mm -hmm. the eyes rolling back the tombstone all that fun stuff that's his character and he finally retired it's gonna kind of be like that's the big moment when Ric Flair retired. That was the big moment when John Cena decides to pull out of the wrestling industry. He's kind of doing it now where he's a movie star and he's away from wrestling, but he always comes back eventually to kind of do a little one off. But you talk about John Cena retiring. It's a big deal. Yeah. Did did he retire fully or not yet? John Cena's in that weird phase. Like the rock was when he went Hollywood where mm-hmm. like, He's focusing on movies. We talked about Bumblebee on the Get Comfy Lowdown. I just watched that movie, and he was actually really good in it. Really? I like that movie a lot. I would go check it out. It's on Hulu. If you have it, go check it out. From Spotify Premium, yes. Shout out to the Spotify Premium gang. I got it now, so I'm on that wave. Um, After me and Kimmy forced you. Yeah, I was bullied into getting Spotify Premium. Shout but, out to Kimmy. Shout out to Kimmy. But, you know... WWE as a whole holding their shows during this pandemic has been weird. It doesn't feel the same. You know, obviously the setting of the performance center isn't like an arena around the country and the fans are a big part of that industry and they aren't there. That's no, that's no fault to WWE, like not allowing fans in. They need to like, it's just, it's part of the pandemic guidelines and they're abiding by it. Again, at the time of the recording, we're doing this. News broke like two days ago that there are 24 confirmed cases of COVID in the WWE. They allowed friends of performers to be in the crowd without masks. Again, there is that. Renee Young, Kayla Braxton, and I think a backstage producer 
has confirmed that they have the coronavirus, COVID-19. There are other companies like Ring of Honor who have just flat out stopped like wrestling. They just said, we are not going back until this this continues. Which is understandable. Like, I think um, baseball season is supposed to open up next month. July 2nd or something, they're opening up training camp or something Which along I those think, lines. But it's like, could you picture having your games without your crowd? The little kids' dads that catch them the ball and then they could get it signed after. There, there's like, like, they uh, thrive off of that. The, like, picture NFL season. Super Bowl with no crowd? It's tough. And the NFL said that they're going to hold their season without any hitch. But I highly doubt it. The Korean Baseball League. It's not going to be the same without Brady on the Patriots. We're just going to have to. That was the day you have been waiting for. I could. That was the best day of my life, regardless. I told you I was going to have a party. And then guess what? Brady retires during a pandemic. Can't have a party. But um, the Korean Baseball League. I try sometimes. The Korean Baseball League, to remedy the fact that they didn't have fans, will put sex dolls in the stands. Like full blown, like rubber human beings were sitting in the crowd. <laughs> they they got in so much trouble because, like, one, why would you put a sex doll on TV sitting in the crowd? But they replaced it with stuffed animals. And then there was like a mural of they painted or they printed out of fans sitting in the crowd to kind of look like there was people there. Then they tried social distancing, like you can sit in one seat and then you got to move four seats over, stuff like that. It's a hit or miss type deal. NASCAR is back. They're doing their thing, which, you know, you're in your car. You can't really, you can't do much there. But leagues like the MLB, Major League Baseball, the NFL, NHL, NFL, they're going to have problems because they make their money off contact. It's a contact sport. WWE and professional wrestling as a whole is still going on. But there's still a big risk of the coronavirus to spread through contact. And you never know who has it and who doesn't. It's true. A lot of people don't want to say that they have it because everyone's going to be scared to be around them. Though I would say the one person that did get lucky was Becky Lynch because she did leave, I think, last month. Yeah, about last month. She left about last month to pursue her life and become a mom. So she actually did get out while this was bad, but enough to where she hasn't been affected by it. The man has become the mom, but also, too, you got to realize her husband, fiance, I think at this time, Seth Rollins is still at Monday Night Raw, still performing where there was a COVID outbreak. You know, I completely forgot that they were together. See, like, and again, Renee Young, who is married to Dean Ambrose, a.k.a. John Moxley, works for AEW and is their world champion right now. He is going to have to self-quarantine because she has it and they've been together and he's pulling out of his main event spot at, I think, AEW's holding Fighter Fest next week. Again, at the time of this recording, they have already yeah. had it. Um, but yeah, so it's affecting a lot of people and it's only going to get worse. And, you know, there needs to be a they really need to sit down and think about what they're going to do moving forward again you know how they handle it is different because wwe is big like they are the biggest wrestling promotion out there they're under a bigger microscope so they are 
You'll just have to see how it handles. It also it depends on Vince McMahon, really, and Stephanie Mc- The McMahons need to make the decision. They do. They really do. And, you know, it goes without saying, whenever the fans come back to wrestling, it'll be a good day. It'll be a very good day. They will be electric. It will be. I mean, it's going to be amazing to see the reactions and just the overall appreciation for the product, especially as of late. It's kind of been under scrutiny, um, but it'll be good to see them get back to somewhat of a normal with fans in attendance and, you know, just getting back to some sort of normalcy. Like, that's the big thing. The thing is the wrestlers in Florida. Because I, I do believe, I think Dolph Ziggler does live in Florida. Majority of them do live in Florida. Uh, John Cena lives in Orlando, I think. Yeah, and it's also worth noting, people like Renee Young live in, I think, Chicago, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. And now that they're doing the ban on, if you're from a state that has, or a part of the state that has a spike in cases, mm-hmm. you self-quarantine for 14 days. How does that work with tapings and all this? Because their schedule is just ridiculous. I mean, like, they they record three episodes of Raw in a week, or they used to. Like, two episodes, three. And if you're quarantined for 14 days, how does that work? It's just a lot of technicalities. And not just that, to get to these places, you have to go back on a plane. Yep. That's a big thing, too. You're with other people. Well, I honestly think that WWE should do like everything else did, which is cancel. <clears throat> cancel production. Hold it up for like a Hold week Hold it two. up for a couple weeks. Or even, what's a month going to do? They play repeat episodes. They still get money from that, I believe. Get creative with what you do on Monday Night Raw. Like, there was an episode of Raw. There was a snowstorm. And they were holding the episode of Raw in Hartford, Connecticut. And they weren't able to travel because it was so bad outside. They held the whole episode of Raw from the WWE headquarters and they did like special interviews and stuff like that. Albeit, it was a little boring, but during this time, you got to really outweigh the safety of your workers and your performers versus... that, Which is true. And what they honestly could have done instead of doing all the episode recordings, do the meetings, checking up on all of the wrestlers, see how like they're doing, see how the life is going. What would be even better... Get all the former wrestlers that retired decades ago, if they're still alive. See what they're up to. See what their opinions are. That would have been perfect. They could still show it on TV. Still make money because it's WWE's name on it. And then get all the old-time fans could see all their favorite old-time wrestlers. It would go a long way. And, you know, it's just how they handle it going forward. It's how they're going to be judged for the next couple years. Especially now how everyone comes after everybody with that's uh, the problem do you really have no privacy with no matter what you do i do feel bad for a lot of celebrities because they're constantly under watch and it gets to be big especially when you're the wwe you are Mm -hmm. the biggest dog in the yard as far as yeah as far as the the sheer size and impact of the company goes you're just under a big microscope But, you know, that about does it here for the Get Comfy podcast. We hope you all enjoyed. Remember, this show goes live every Sunday morning. We got the Get Comfy Lowdown every Wednesday morning. And then the Get Comfy Game Break every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on all major listening platforms. But you know what? what? We'll see you guys next time. Bye.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.